Welcome to today's newsroom special with Liam Riley. With Ramadan approaching, the British Islamic Medical Association is setting out to inform those who are about to fast on how to remain healthy. To offer expert advice on eating, weight management, exercise and taking medication during the holy month, we were joined by Dr Sabin Kamal, a GP based in Bradford. First of all, can you just tell us about the British Medical Islamic Association? So, um, thank you very much for giving us uh, the opportunity to uh, come and talk about uh, healthy Ramadan. This presentation, and I am the member of uh, the British Islamic Medical Association, uh, which is BIMA. Mm-hmm. So, our organization is a volunteer-led and delivered organization. It is uh, present in all regions across the UK, and it has a strong Islamic values and community links. And it is uh, actually a network of healthcare professionals, about 2,000 plus members who are doctors, pharmacists, dietitians, dentists, optometrists, nurses, paramedics, students, um, and more. Right. Okay. And we're here to talk about fasting today. So let's start with the good news. So what are some of the health benefits of fasting? Um, Yes. Uh, So we fast because uh, it is the commandment uh, from Allah, Ta'ala. Um, as it is compulsory in Ramadan, unless uh, we are exempted. Um, So it is uh, said in Quran that for all you who who believe, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you, that you may become righteous. So the benefits of fasting, the health benefits, are actually secondary benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, as obvious is weight loss. So if we fast properly, we can actually lose weight. And um, as a result of fasting, it helps in improving our cholesterol and it also helps in improvement of our blood pressure control, um, as well as it helps with our blood glucose control, uh, mental well-being, control of habits like and addictions like smoking, unhealthy snacking. Um, so overall, the benefits of fasting, um, are it, it disciplines us and um, puts us on the pathway of where we can improve our health overall. It has been proven and there is evidence based that intermittent fasting, you must have heard of that, mm-hmm. or short periods of fasting, um, it, benef- it, it benefits us all um, if we do it throughout the year, um, and it actually um, helps with weight loss and con- cholesterol and blood pressure control and the rest of the health benefits that I mentioned earlier. Okay, so what are some of the risks that are associated with fasting? The risks, um, potential health risks um, that are associated with fasting, um, some of the obvious ones are dehydration, hmm. as we are not uh, going to be drinking uh, fluid so people can get dehydrated um, as a result of fasting because it results in um, our scheduled um, being upside down during Ramadan. It can lead to some stress. It can obviously lead to sleep disruption as people have to wake up early in the morning uh, to start fasting and to eat at the time. Um, and if you have any potential, any conditions, health conditions, any pre-existing health conditions, 
it can actually sometimes lead to worsening of those medical conditions. Right, okay, so which health conditions should be carefully managed during fasting? People um, that have, are at risk mm. are the ones that are diabetic, that have asthma, COPD, um, people that have chronic heart failure, um, that are already suffering from chronic kidney disease, if you have heard about those conditions. Mm. Um, people have, that have certain mental health conditions like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, um, and also eye conditions like glaucoma, um, anyone who is suffering from infections, acute infections like chest infection, um, throat infections, ear infections, and chronic infections. Um, and also ladies that are pregnant or are breastfeeding can be at risk and should consult uh, their doctors uh, during the month of Ramadan for action. Okay, so how can people then make an action plan to help manage that condition during fasting? The decision uh, to fast or not to fast is threefold. It it depends upon the individual Hmm. and the individual condition, uh, situation at the time. Also depends upon the religious opinion and the medical opinion. So many Muslims with exemptions and health conditions insist on fasting during Ramadan. And this can sort of create a medical challenge for both patients and physicians. Okay. So specifically for people with diabetes, so how would they know when fasting is becoming dangerous? People that that are diabetic, there are three kind of uh, uh, risks that can happen with diabetes. That includes hypoglycemia, which means low blood glucose, and hyperglycemia, which means high glucose, and also uh, dehydration. So all of those have different um, sort of symptoms. So in case of uh, uh, hypoglycemia, uh, diabetic patients, they can feel anxious, they can feel weak, they can feel tired, they can have palpitations, they can be shaky, um, they can become irritable, and they have the desire to obviously eat at the time. So if you are experiencing those symptoms, you should be regularly checking your blood glucose during the period of Ramadan. And it is important to emphasize the fact that um, checking your blood glucose level, and if you're a diabetic, during the period of Ramadan actually does not break your fast. So it is okay, and if your blood sugar level is less than 3.9 or if it is more than 16.7 in case of hyperglycemia, which is your high blood sugar level, they should end the fast or if they are feeling dehydrated. Now, the people that have got high blood glucose, they will have headaches, they will have tiredness, they will have frequent urination, and they will have tear drop smell on the breath. And people that are dehydrated, uh, as we can see, that they can have dry mouth, lips, and uh, they will be passing urine less, and they'll be feeling thirsty a lot. And the urine will be quite dark in color if you are getting uh, dehydrated. Okay, and you mentioned glaucoma before. So for people who do use eye drops, what advice would you have for them during Ramadan and during fasting? So that's a very important question. Patients that suffer from glaucoma and they 
are fasting, uh, they should never stop the glaucoma drops, even for a short period of time, as this can cause permanent loss of vision. Uh, it's very important to uh, establish that um, that using the eye drops for glaucoma during fasting actually what it does is that you sh- you can use the eye drops in the morning at the sahur time and in the evening after at star time so the international glaucoma association along with the muslim council of britain advises do not stop eye drops during ramadan and majority of islamic schools of thought support this and if you want to stop those drops getting to the back of your throat what you can do is that you can try to practice um, a technique which we call as the punctal occlusion. So what you simply do is that you apply your finger pressure at the corner of the eye next to the nose immediately after insulin drops. And that helps, uh, that prevents the drops getting into the back of your throat and so you can be reassured that your fast is actually protected. Right, okay. I think it is important to stress here that everyone is different, so they should consult a, a GP or their doctor's surgery to receive specific advice. I agree entirely, uh, because every individual is different, and your conditions are absolutely different. Your medical he- history is um, absolutely individual. So it is very important that if you have got any health doubts, please consult your own doctor because they will be able to then advise you accordingly or speak to your practice nurse, or if you're a diabetic, speak to your diabetic nurse, and do it in advance. At least a couple of months before Ramadan, contact your own doctor, your own GP, or your own diabetic nurse, or your practice nurse, so they can then individualize a diabetic plan for you. It's all in the preparation. Mm. If we have a pre-existing health condition, we should consult our doctor in advance of Ramadan, to better and best um, prepare for the month of Ramadan. And even the religious side of it, they could seek specific advice from local Islamic scholars, the imam from their mosque. Exactly. If you have got any kind of religious uh, questions, uh, then in terms of your medical condition, then you can also consult the uh, local imam. And they can advise you accordingly because there are certain situations when you're actually medically exempt from keeping a fast. And in that uh, situation, uh, you are allowed to give a fidya. So that would be, um, again, something that you can discuss with your own doctor as well as with your own uh, religious scholar Okay, and to get the specific advice. Sure. And another avenue is if people want to carry on exercising. So if people do want to carry on exercising during Ramadan, do you have any advice for them? Yes. Um, so it is absolutely fine uh, to um, continue physical activity, but the level of activity while fasting uh, should be light to moderate exercise. That is safe Um, because as a result of vigorous exercise, there is a risk of dehydration and hypoglycemia. People should avoid it during the time of fasting. They can perhaps do that later on when they have broken their fast and they're not fasting. At At that time, it can be taken uh, but during the the time of um, fast, people can continue, continue doing their regular light activity as as usual. And it actually helps um, during the daytime. Okay, and when people do break their fast, are there certain types of food that you would recommend? Obviously, we would recommend to for people to eat well and to eat a balanced diet. So 
at the time of suhoor, uh, people should have some wholesome and balanced uh, balanced food, including some food from different food groups like your carbohydrates, your proteins, and your fats. So have your fruits and vegetables, have your carbohydrates, have your a um, little bit of fat and oil as well. Uh, try to avoid um, fizzy drinks. Um, also have a moderate size, a correct portion sizes, and avoid overeating at the time of suhoor. Suhoor is the time when we are about to enter into the fast. So it is the pre-fast breakfast uh, time early in the morning when we are trying to eat. And at that time, people should avoid overeating uh, because it can lead to uh, bowel discomfort and other issues. Um, people should eat fiber-rich diet and slowly digesting uh, foods. Uh, that provide longer-lasting energy for many hours, and it helps to avoid constipation because that can also be an issue during uh, Ramadan. It's the issue of uh, constipation. Uh, and in order to avoid that, people should have lots of fiber in their diet and also plenty of fluids. And uh, people should take the sahur um, or the early morning meal as late as possible, as, uh, and this is the sunnah as well. Okay, great. Well, just to sum up, if people do want more information and advice, is there anywhere they can go? There are lots of um, online resources um, that are available. Um, Diabetes UK uh, provides lots of information on diabetes and Ramadan, as well as the uh, Muslim Council of Britain has got good resources. And if somebody wants to know more information about glaucoma, the International Glaucoma Association um, also provides this sort of um, information. Great. Well, Dr. Sabin Kamal, thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you very much for providing us this opportunity. Across West Yorkshire, Manchester and Glasgow, this is Sunrise Radio on FM, DAB, online, mobile, tablet and TV.